Welcome to Office of the Chancellor, where we speak reason and common sense. This is episode four entitled Food for Thought, and we're going to be getting into how food, water, the air, everything around you is being used to slowly sterilize you and dumb you down over time by a eugenics death cult. But without going into too much information about that in my intro, what did I say in my last podcast I was going to start off with? An amendment, because knowing is literally half the battle. So starting off with the Second Amendment, what is the Second Amendment? A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And I'm going to keep to my tradition by not saying why I personally think these amendments are important. It should be common sense. But with that being said, welcome to episode four. All right, so I'm going to start this podcast off with a definition. What does it mean to be denatured? It means to take away from or alter the natural qualities of. And the more and more that you research and look at the world around you, you start to understand that everything, including you, have been denatured. There's things around you in your environment that maybe you aren't necessarily 100% aware of, but it's happening. Everything around you is being taken out of its natural state. I talked about in my last podcast how you spend a majority of your day in an unnatural state. So just starting off with that, um, as always, you know, we have a group of people. Um, I'm going to start off with where this whole entire thing starts from. And it starts about it starts with what I talked about in a couple of podcasts previously. Um, when I said that, um, how was America created? I mean, they tell you in school that, I mean, the Americans fought the British and we won. I don't think people understand that that battle has never ended. Like it is still going on to this day. They have British Royal commissions out here that were started like a hundred, I mean, not a hundred, like 250 years ago, you had the war of like 1812 when they literally burnt down the White House. It never ended. So what do they do when they realize that they weren't going to be able to, I guess, defeat a country with the exact opposite ideas or policy as, um, ideas or policies as they do, like the right to self-governance? Well, you have to take them down by covert means. And I'm going to add a clip of um, JFK. He had a speech about this. I'm just going to play like a couple of minutes of it. And it's going to show you this has never ended. It's still going on. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are as a people inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. We decided long ago that the dangers of excessive and unwarranted concealment of pertinent facts far outweighed the dangers which are cited to justify it. Even today, there is little value in opposing the threat of a closed society by imitating its arbitrary restrictions. Even today, there is little value in ensuring the survival of our nation if our traditions do not survive with it. And there is very grave danger 
that an announced need for increased security will be seized upon by those anxious to expand its meaning to the very limits of official censorship and concealment. That I do not intend to permit to the extent that it's in my control. And no official of my administration, whether his rank is high or low, civilian or military, should interpret my words here tonight as an excuse to censor the news, to stifle dissent, to cover up our mistakes, or to withhold from the press and the public the facts they deserve to know. But I do ask, but I do ask every publisher, every editor, and every newsman in the nation to re-examine his own standards and to recognize the nature of our country's peril. In time of war, the government and the press have customarily joined in an effort based largely on self-discipline to prevent unauthorized disclosures to the enemy. In times of clear and present danger, the courts have held that even the privileged rights of the First Amendment must yield to the public's need for national security. Today, no war has been declared. And however fierce the struggle may be, it may never be declared in the traditional fashion. Our way of life is under attack. Those who make themselves our enemy are advancing around the globe. The survival of our friends is in danger. And yet no war has been declared. No borders have been crossed by marching troops. No missiles have been fired. If the press is awaiting a declaration of war before it imposes the self-discipline of combat conditions, then I can only say that no war ever posed a greater threat to our security. If you are awaiting a finding of clear and present danger, then I can only say that the danger has never been more clear and its presence has never been more imminent. It requires a change in outlook, a change in tactics, a change in missions by the government, by the people, by every businessman or labor leader, and by every newspaper. For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. No expenditure is questioned, no rumor is printed, no secret is revealed. It conducts the Cold War in short with a wartime discipline no democracy would ever hope or wish to match. Nevertheless, every democracy recognizes the necessary restraints of national security. Alright, so after playing the JFK speech, what did he say? He said that we are opposed by many societies around the world. 
I don't think people understand that this place is one of the oldest running constitutional republics in the world. It is literally like one of like one or two left, I think, even if that. But it is the oldest one that we know of in human history. And every single dictator, king, queen, communist country, whatever you want to call it, they know that if people ever get the idea of what it means to have a inalienable right, a right that cannot be taken away from you, if their people ever get the idea of that, they already know that the strongest, most powerful military at the time, the biggest country, the country where the sun never set on the empire couldn't stand up to 3% of the American population back in 1776. It was 3% of the military-age men that actually went and did something and made a difference. But they understand that if it's only 3%, if it took only 3% of people to take down, or not even take down, but hold off the largest most technologically advanced military at the time they understand that oh we're going to have a problem if the population is 10 times larger than when it was back then so what do they do they try to implement a plan to subvert the population or the american people and there is a name for this. This this has a public arm to it. You can go and look up the actual history of implementing these tactics. It's called eugenics. Or, back in the day, let me go ahead and just give you the name for it. The American Birth Control League. That was the name of this eugenics cult that was set up. But before I go into too much detail about it, I just want to give you the definition. All right, I'm sorry about that. I had some type of, like, headphone or microphone issue. But what is eugenics? The practice or advocacy of controlled selective breeding of human population as by sterilization to improve the population's genetic composition Mm. so you hear it today like it's just been normalized in public with plants and animals i mean you breed certain dogs together or certain horses or like i mean they do it all the time with plants they'll breed two different plants together i mean you hear it all the time with marijuana they breed two different plants together to have a desired outcome and yes it's been normalized with plants and animals but to a certain extent it's also been normalized with humans um again this was a british royal commission they wanted to figure out how to control the population they did not want any dissent at all and they hired the the biggest philosophers and mathematicians in their day. I'm not necessarily going to go through and talk about, I guess, everybody that they added. But I'm going to talk about the two most influential people, and maybe a third, most influential people in their day as far as rolling this out to the general public. Um, 
it's and I'm telling you guys, it's crazy. It's it's just crazy to go back and look at history and understand that this is a plan that was laid out 250 years ago. It's crazy. Um, when you sit here and you look at everyday life, you think day to day. I guess you might think a few years out into the future, but the people that truly control the planet, oh no, they think uh, 50, 100, 200, 500, 1,000 years out into the future. They want to maintain control until the end of time. It does not matter. It is not just, oh, nah, these people have beef. No, this is a generational beef. It's like when you see Crips and Bloods, that beef ain't ended. I mean, a lot of the people that the shit started with, they're not even here anymore, but the beef still continues. It never goes away. It does not end. But who are some of the most influential people as far as rolling this out? And yes, Hitler said he got his philosophy or how he wanted to run his country from the eugenics groups. Cold Spring Harbor, Planned Parenthood back in the day at the end of World War II. Hey, I got my philosophy from these uh, from the eugenics groups. The eugenics groups were funded directly by the British Royal Crown, the Rockefellers and the Carnegie's. As well as the Rothschilds. But anyway, who is this person? Bertrand Russell. He was one of the most influential people in getting this out. And let me just give you a quote by him. Uh, Diet injections and injunctions will combine from a very early age to produce the sort of character and the sort of beliefs that the authorities consider desirable. And any serious criticism of the powers that be will become psychologically impossible. Even if all are miserable, all will believe themselves happy because the government will tell them they are so. That's a direct quote from one of the top eugenicists in his day. The people, the person who rolled out the philosophy that was funded directly on record by the most powerful people on the planet. I mean... It's crazy. Like, you can just go and look this up. And these people run things. These are the top philosophers in their day that eventually their ideology gets into the curriculum and is passed down to different professors, to different schools and churches and things of that nature. Um, it's hard now to even find a book that the book that isn't necessarily that isn't published by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the Carnegie Endowment or uh, the Rockefeller Foundation. It was a literal takeover by people, a part of a eugenics death cult that are trying to run any run everything. But you heard it just the first three words, diet injections and injunctions will combine at a very young age. It is a genetic takeover of everything that you deal with on a daily basis. But what is another quote by this person? Because eugenics just isn't necessarily using the environment around you to sterilize you or to uh, sterilize you or to make you uh, dumber. It is, it is a part of 
this group of people that is trying to maintain control at all means necessary. But what is another quote by him? Gradually, by selective breeding, the congenital differences between rulers and world will increase until they become almost different species. A revolt of the plebs will become as unthinkable as an organized insurrection of sheep against the practice of eating mutton. This is a quote from one of the most inspirational uh, philosophers in his day on eugenics. I mean, it's crazy. Like, Like, this is philosophy that was being taught in the United Kingdom and the United States that were directly funded by the richest people on the planet. Cold Springs Harbor, that was a eugenics group. It was a literal group of people that was projecting this ideology out that was adopted by the richest people in the world. Because they understand, like, at some point in time, every single king eventually meets their end. And they know it's coming. Just the 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 British royal family was so big. Their assets were so big. That it was said that the sun never set set on the British Empire. This was the first place that was like, hey, look, bitch. It ain't happening. I'm sorry, but it just ain't happening. And they lost. And it, it's never ended. They've poured trillions of dollars into developing new sciences that were that are ultimately being used against you because they know they've lost. And it is just a matter of time. And they've been holding on for dear damn life ever since. But Sir Francis Galton was the father of eugenics. The person who first envisioned things like collecting as much biometric data on as many people as possible. He wrote a book called Biometrica. It was about categorizing, tracking, tracking, categorizing. Tracking and categorizing every single living species on this planet. Tracking and categorizing from cradle to grave. Everything. Everything. And seeing if they could figure out behaviors, patterns uh, that they could then manipulate to breed certain aspects of whatever plant, animal, human out of it. Um... But this is Sir Francis Galton's, the founder of this group of people that believes everything around you should basically die. This is his definition of eugenics. Eugenics is the study of agencies under social control that improve or impair the racial qualities of future generations, either physically or mentally. Like I said in the beginning of the podcast... They think not 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 in four to five four years as a presidency, no, they think fifty, a hundred, two hundred, five hundred, a thousand years out into the future. And most people they think day to day. They don't have time to think and look out in front of them. No. They're going and getting this 
over with now. They're trying to end as much, end as many of the people that in the future, because it, I mean, they know eventually it's coming to the end. They're trying to end it as soon as possible, as many people. And like people, they'll sit in and they'll be like, like, I, I need proof that this is happening. I mean, I'll go ahead and give you an example which I, this whole podcast is going to be full filled with examples. But here is one of the first examples. Uh, in 1907, they passed a sterilization act. It is mandatory sterilization for people that the state deems as criminals, idiots, rapists, or imbeciles. They were literally running around in the early 1900s snatching people up and sterilizing them or forced euthanizing them. You can go and look this up. They were snatching up black people, white people. Uh, if you had a mental capability, yeah, they were snatching you up. They were sterilizing you too. Everybody. Anybody that the state deemed as a problem, they were snatching them up and sterilizing them. And then when you go and you look at aspects of World War II, what was Hitler doing? He was doing the same thing, running around, snatching people up. He was a test for this whole entire system to be rolled out worldwide. But going back to what Mr. Bertrand Russell said, he said diet injections and injunctions. Well, what we're going to talk about is diet. We're going to talk about the things that they use that you use on a daily basis, that you consume on a daily basis, that sterilize you or make your quality of life less. And let me go ahead and just start you off with a fun fact because this is going to tie back into everything. Who did we talk about in the last podcast? The World Economic Forum. Who, who are some of the top influential voices in the World Economic Forum? Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates, and Yuval Noah Harari. Um, I'm just going to start off with a fun fact. Who is the largest farmland owner in the United States of America? You already know who it is. It is your favorite friend, William Gates. Which is hilarious. I don't even I ain't even had to tell you that. You already knew. But William Gates is the largest farmland owner in the United States. And fun fact, he basically surprised all the French fries for McDonald's. Which I'm not gonna sit here and complain about it. I mean I should be complaining about it, which I am complaining about it. Let me take that back. But I will say hand me my free large fry with a purchase of one dollar or more and I'm good for the day. I'm sorry, but it is what it is. Anyway, um I'm also gonna talk to you about some of the brands or companies around you that are for sterilizing you. Um, we're going to talk about um, Bayer. What is Bayer? Bayer is one of the largest pharmaceutical companies in, in the world. They own a company called Monsanto. And they own a company called Monsanto. And Monsanto is 
the people that have rolled out things like GMO, uh, glyphosate. Um, I'm just going to read you the first, one of the first paragraphs to bear. And this itself is going to explain basically everything that I was just talking about. But your favorite friend, William Gates, is one of the largest donators to Bayer and Monsanto. He is one of their largest con- contributors year over year as far as revenue. He has one of the largest stakes in Bayer slash Monsanto. But let me go ahead and just read you a simple, definite, I mean, read you a simple paragraph of their Wikipedia page, which is basically going to explain everything. In 1925, Bayer merged with five other German companies to form IG Farben, creating the largest chemical and pharmaceutical company. Following World War II, the Allied Controlled Council seized IG Farben's asset because of the role in the Nazi war effort. Wow. And involvement in the Holocaust, including using slave labor for concentration camps and humans for dangerous medical testing and a production of Zyklon B, a chemical used in gas chambers. In 1951, Farben was split into its um, constituent companies as Bayer and Bayer was in- reincorporated as Farben far been fabrican this is german can't really speak it bear played a key role in the wishcraft wonder and post-world war germany quickly regaining his position as the largest chemical and pharmaceutical corporation hmm i mean so you just heard what i said like that that plays directly back into eugenics it was one of the largest chemical and pharmaceutical companies in the world that were using their resources for basically the Holocaust. And today, what is what is it being used for? It's used to sterilize you with Monsanto, which we're going to get to that. And it's also being used to poison you with pharmaceutical drugs and things like, and chemicals like glyphosate. Um, Monsanto is one of the largest GMO producers in the world. Um, But let me just go ahead. Oh yeah. Also, let me add this. They are also very well known for producing aspirin and heroin. Just saying. But what is GMO? GMO, genetically modified organism, a plant, a plant animal or a plant animal microorganism or other organism whose genetic makeup has been modified in a laboratory using genetic engineering or transgenetic tech this creates combinations of plants animals bacteria and virus genes that cannot occur naturally or do not occur naturally in nature hmm so what was the eugenics talking about? Eugenics, the practice or advocacy of control selective breeding of human of human populations to improve genetic a uh, pop to, to improve the population's genetic composition. Hmm. So I just read you the definition of GMO. I mean, doing that with GMO is 
basically a form of eugenics but for plants but what are they doing what are they doing now they're using the gmo or the practice of eugenics on plants and they're using it to sterilize you or poison the food supply and that to me is sort of kind of terrifying i mean you hear all the time, like, you, well, in the last few years, like, you've heard, oh, the uh, aliens, like, oh, people gonna come falling out the sky. Let me give you the definition of an alien or an extraterrestrial coming from or existing outside the planet Earth. So what are they doing with the food? This is stuff that has never existed on this planet at any point in time. They are genetically manipulating the food and the people. Like, uh, what and what, what, it, what are they doing? It is to better the population. But when you go back and look at the, the founders of eugenics, I just read you what he said. They are trying to get of, get rid of the belief. Uh, they're trying to get rid of the belief and the capability of any descent of those uh, of those in power and they're going to use the food the water the environment everything around you to get that gold done it ain't got nothing to do with you being black white or gay let me tell you something they coming for everybody it is they want nobody being psychologically capable of even thinking about criticizing anybody at all period um, but what are they doing with the GMO? Well, what they're doing with the GMO is they're trying to take out trace elements that are in GMO, but you're like, why don't I just go and buy just regular non-GMO food? No, they're weaponizing the non-GMO food. They're making it so you can't even grow non-GMO food next to GMO food. It'll basically kill it. And they're making it so the non-GMO food basically strips all the resources out of, I mean the non-GMO, the GMO food strips all the resources out of the soil. So there's literally nothing left. And you see like uh, um, like plants, they'll sit there and pollinate with each other. Yeah, but the pollen that's coming off the GMO food is basically toxic. It cannot breed with the, uh, with the non-GMO food. It basically kills it. And then on top of that, they're taking the food and they're making it so it doesn't produce seeds. You can't regrow it. And the stuff that they that does reproduce seeds, they're patenting it. You can patent anything that is GMO. They have people that come around farm to farm testing all the all the plants and everything that you're planting your whole crop you harvest all of it they're taking it all and they're testing it and if they say wait a minute this is specifically my tomato you're like what bitch this is a regular ass tomato no they go and they take and they look at the genetics of the tomato and if it came out of my lab i'm shutting it down i'm taking everything they're, i'm being like so serious they'll they'll just sue you and take your farm or They'll sue you into non-existence and just shut your shit down. But with the GMO, basically what they're doing is they're trying to take out the trace elements in the food or make it so the food can grow without the trace elements that it would normally have. But what is a trace element?
trace element nutritionally essential trace elements are required parts of an individual diet these elements contribute to the vital bodily functions including metabolic functions tissue repair growth and development because the human body cannot naturally synthesize these elements it is essential that people consume them through their diet or by using supplements excess consumption of these elements can potentially have toxic effects Nutritionally essential trace elements include iron, copper, cobalt, zinc, selenium, chromium, iodine, and molybdenum. But ever since the 1940s, guess who your favorite friend was running around in the 1940s? You know it, the Nazis. Anyway, what were they doing uh, after, uh, after the 1940s? Every single plant animal everything has been denatured there's been a steep decline in trace elements in food ever since the 1940s like you can go and look this up if you go and look at a uh any fruit vegetable animal cow human it don't matter anything if you go and look at any living being Regardless if it's GMO or non-GMO, you can go and look at it under a microscope. It is it ha it is nowhere near having the nutritional value of uh what it did previously. There's certain things on here, it has seventy percent less of trace elements. How in the world do you do like how do you grow? Like imagine being like seventy percent well, water isn't a trace element in your body, but imagine you, you see people now, they have like iron division deficiency. Imagine taking 70% of the iron out of you. You know how bad you would feel? You would have no energy. You would have no ability to do anything, but that's what they've been doing to the plants and animals. And I'm just going to give you a few definitions, like not definitions, a few examples. Like you guys should seriously go look this up. Like this is crazy, but let me just give you a few examples of the trace elements is taken out of a couple fruits vegetables and meat um potatoes potatoes have 30 percent less less magnesium 35 percent less calcium 45 percent less iron and 47 percent less copper go look it up like it's crazy like how do you how do you do that like imagine being imagine being deficient in all of these things in your body like imagine how horrible you would feel Carrots, 75% less magnesium. How in the world do you take 75% of something out of something and it still grow? Explain it to me. It doesn't make any sense. It's because it isn't a real carrot. It's GMO. Um, 48% less calcium. What? 46% less iron and 75% less copper. How in the hell? is this thing still growing? Like, how, how do you take an essential element out of something and it just doesn't grow anymore? Um, all fruits on average have 27% less zinc. Zinc is on the NIH website, and it says that if you are sufficient in zinc, viruses cannot replicate in your mitochondria. Go look it up. It literally says, but, but see, everything, every single fruit on average has 27% less zinc. Apples and oranges, on average, on average, have 67% less iron. How in the world 
do you take 67% of iron out of an apple or an orange? Like, just explain it to me. It doesn't make any sense. Like, it's crazy. Uh, Now we're going to get to the meat and beef. Beef has 38% less iron and 84% less copper. Imagine how deficient the damn cow is. The cow over here struggling. Y'all need to put some. Y'all need to get that cow some copper. But that's just an example. You eat hamburgers all the time from a basically sick or deficient cow. Imagine having seventy. I mean, imagine having eighty-four percent less copper taken out of you right now. I know it's a trace element, but I mean, it's there for a reason. You need it. Or a chicken. A chicken has. 15% less potassium, 26% less phosphorus, and 69% less iron. How in the world do you do that? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. How do you take 69% of the iron out of the chicken? Do you know how bad people feel with iron deficiencies? They have no energy, nothing. And you're sitting here and eating a deficient animal. That had then damn near had the life sucked out of his ass. They literally feeding that animal shit. Um, but a turkey. A turkey has 71% less calcium and 79% less iron. What in the world is going on? Like, how do you how do you do that? But um with that being said, like, I can't afford to eat non-GMO all the time. Like, I can't do that shit. You know how expensive, like, the non-GMO stuff is, like, twice as expensive as uh, the GMO stuff. Like, it's crazy. But it's because Walmart doesn't care. They want the cheapest price possible. And what does Bill Gates do being the largest farmland owner? He basically plants his investment, which is Monsanto bear he plants his investment walmart doesn't give a shit they just want to they just want to sell the cheapest stuff they want to bring it to you at the cheapest price so he plants his investment and then what does he do he go and sells it to uh to walmart and then walmart's like oh shit let me sell it to him oh it's healthy this is that in the floor they eating they eating like i guess fresh fruit fresh vegetables it's just cheaper no it has no nutritional value at all and then when you go and look at it under a microscope it ain't even the same shit or at least it's been changed enough to where he can sue your ass for planting it. Like, explain to me how it's the same thing when if they go and look under under a microscope, it's been changed enough that he can sue you and take your farm. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It's not the same thing. But again, I can't afford to not to, I mean, to eat non-GMO all the time. It's expensive. But like, just knowing will make it change it's sort of kind of like um um i believe it was in like the 60s and 70s they were started putting lead in gasoline iq levels dropped crime exploded everything people were getting lead poisoning they were literally putting lead in everything but it was poisonous it was toxic and it took years and years and years but just constantly trying to inform the public to let people know that wait a minute they're putting toxic toxins in the gasoline it eventually changed i mean nobody went to prison but i mean damn at least it stopped just knowing is half the battle and i'm not even saying that like i mean i can't afford to do it 
but just knowing and understanding so you can supplement the things that they take out of the food, like taking a multivitamin. Taking a multivitamin, getting your daily your uh, daily nutrition, at least getting it in some type of way, even if it isn't coming through the food. This is why these people, or this is why you're gaining weight, because now instead of just adding, eating one apple, now you got to eat three to get the same nutritional value as it would to eat one. Instead of eating that uh, beef, getting the nutrients from the beef, you got to eat three times as much beef just to get the same nutritional value as you would previously, like, and just one pound of beef. Now you got to eat three. It, it's it's compounding. And then it adds other health aspects, which I'm going to get to. But some of the other things that they use is seed oils. You know what seed oils do? Like vegetable oil? You know what vegetable... Pause. First off, there ain't no oil coming from a vegetable. I'm sorry to break it to you. There's no such thing is all coming from a vegetable. Please explain that to me. But where is, what is vegetable oil? Well, vegetable oil or seed oils, all of them are bad, especially vegetable oil. It is uh, soybean oil. Go and look up what soybeans do to people. For men, it basically cuts your testicles off. They used to make fun of people. Back in the like the the fifties, sixties, and seventies, they used to make fun of people that had consumed a lot of soy. They used to call them soy boys. You want to know why? It turned their testicles off. It made them hyper feminine. I mean, I'm not even trying to be mean about it. It it just is what it is. It binds to their estrogen receptors in their body because men produce estrogen. They just produce more testosterone. It's like the same thing with women. Women produce testosterone, but they just produce more estrogen. But for men, it binds to your estrogen receptors and basically turns your testicles off. And like uh, there was like a study after like 54 days, it's basically almost in half your testosterone production. And I remember I was working at cookout for a little bit. Right. And uh, they were trying to teach me how to, uh, I guess, do everything and cookout. Um, like cook, clean, all this, that, and the fourth, restock. Uh, one day I was just going up in there like, hey, you need to restock the oil, gotta change the oil. I was like, all right, cool. Um, I went back up in there, I looked at it. It it didn't even say vegetable oil. It said straight ass soybean oil. I was like, I went, I I like went to the manager. I was like, hey, yo, bro, you you think? Well, I was a manager in training, but anyway. I was like, y'all just feed this shit to people? I mean, he just looked at me. He didn't say anything. I was like, it literally says on the government website, literally says on the website, we'll make you hyper feminine. Just go and look it up. Go look up what soybean does to men and women. It makes women hyper feminine and it makes men hyper feminine. Like, just go and look it up. And that's not even like me trying to be mean. I mean... That's just what it is. And, yeah, long story short, I ain't worked there very long because I wasn't finna be ingesting that on a daily basis or at least being being near it. But it also lowers your fertility. Well, for a man, it's kind of obvious. It turns your testicles off. But for uh, for women, it also lowers your fertility. And it also contributes to a lower IQ just by consuming 
vegetable oil or seed oils and a lot of these fast food places that's what they feed you and then what do they do they go and get all the gmo they get the gmo potatoes from bill gates because he's the largest potato producer in the united states they get the g they get the gmo all the food all the all the lettuce and everything else all of that they use the deficient beef the cow the turkey all of it all of it is deficient and they what do they do they feed it to you covered in something that literally states will cut your testicles off and then what do you do like it's like we sit here and we argue about this person to person because cnn says this fox says that uh why in the world would they lie why in the world i mean why in the world would they tell you the truth when they're literally getting paid and financed by these same corporation that have invested interest in sterilizing your ass it doesn't make any sense. The richest people in the world invested trillions of dollars 250 years ago to create a system that sterilizes you with every single thing they got. It, I, I already told you. What did Bertrand Russell say? Psychologically impossible to criticize the powers at be. What in the world do you think that all of this deficient food is doing to you it's destroying you but what but that's just one aspect of it that that it's an attack on the food well guess what they have other things that they're using to destroy you like halogens what are halogens halogens are uh there's six elements six non-metallic non-metallic elements on the periodic table they're all part of group 17 i'm not going to necessarily talk about all of them i'm just going to talk about the ones that are most commonly found in your environment um i'm just going to start off with the uh, first one fluoride fluoride's in your toothpaste it's in your water it's in um um it can also be found in certain types of plastics around you too what does fluoride do fluoride it weakens your skeletal system gives you brittle brittle bones weak teeth um yellow teeth it also can cause all of these disorders neurological disorders epilepsy learning disabilities autism adhd brain tumor cerebral palsy low fertility acne and high blood pressure I'm telling you right now, go and take your toothpaste out your bathroom and go look on the back of it. Go look on the back of it. It's literally on the back of it. Just go and look at it. That's just one example. Or go type in fluoride in water. It's literally in your city water. It's putting it in there. Oh, yeah. And let me tell you something else that is hilarious. Who is one of the largest owner owners of waste water treatment facilities your favorite person william gates the world economic forum yes it's hilarious because if you control food and water i mean you basically control everything but that's just an example fluoride it's literally you literally brush your teeth with it every morning it's in your toothpaste your mouthwash it's in your water it's everything you literally cover yourself in it every day and i just told you all of these neurological disorders that comes from using fluoride and that's just one example they put they take all the stuff out the food so your body has no resources to even fight off the other poisons and toxins in the environment
but that's just one example. Fluoride. We have to get to the next one. Chlorine, a polychlorinated glycol. I'm sorry to cut in, but I realized after listening to the podcast that I was pronouncing it wrong the whole time. It is polychlorinated biphenol. I have no idea where I got glycol from, but back to the podcast. What is that? PCBs. Uh, a very stable mixer that is resistant to extreme temperatures and pressures. And pressures. What are they used in? Capacitors. Hydraulic fluids. Lubricants. Transformers. Heat, uh, heat transfer fluids. And plasticizers. Mmm, plasticizers. What is a plasticizer? Is used to make plastic. They putting it in the plastic. I mean, but... Who's one of the biggest producers of this? Oh, the Rockefeller Foundation. Where does it come from? Oh, it comes from oil. They, it's a byproduct of oil. Wow, they're using it. You see, they use it in heat transfer fluid, fluids. Heat transfer fluids, wow. You mean like motor oil? You mean cars burn motor oil that leak the shit all over the place and they're spewing it out into the atmosphere? And then, oh, there you go. you just spraying this stuff all over the place. But that's just one example. Plastic. Just take a look around you. And let me get to let me get something straight before I even go really deep into this. It is multiple different types of plastic, but it has come out on record specifically that they use the plastic and a lot of cookware that was shown to sterilize the rats and other animals in studies. It's come out. They've had congressional testimonies about this. Came out in congressional testimony. Yeah, we're using it. Was anything done about it? No. You want to know why? Because you're still buying it. They don't care. Why, why? I mean, why would you try it? I mean, why would you change it if they're still buying it? They don't care. There's no. There's been no public outrage. It's the tinfoil hat people. It's the people that literally go look it up on, on the government website. Oh, yeah, it came out in, uh, it came out in testimonies. You can go look it up on the NIH website. But see, what do people do? They go and, oh, yeah, let me go look it up on CNN, Fox, MSNBC, this, that, and the fourth. They have invested interest and in not telling you the truth. And then guess what? You sit here. There, there, one side might be truthful about this. One side not, shrimp, uh, not truthful about this. It's plausible deniability on both sides. They just sit here and play off against each other. And then what do you do? You take that ideology like we talked about in the last podcast and sit here and basically destroy each other. Meanwhile, your food, your water, and your air is being poisoned. But see, nobody wants to sit here and talk about it. But anyway, back to what I'm talking about. What in, like, just look around you right now. Just look. All the plastic that you're surrounded by. Everything is plastic. Your car is plastic. Your bowls are plastic. Your cookware is plastic. Um, You probably got your phone in a plastic case. Your laptop probably plastic. Just look how much plastic is around you. There's like a, there's like a, a um, there's like an island in the middle of the ocean. It's called like the Great Pacific, uh, Pacific, ugh, I can't even say it, whatever, the Great Pacific, uh, specific, fuck it. Okay, the Great Pacific uh, garbage patch. It's literally like the size of Texas, 
and it's literally microplastic that is sterilizing you in the ocean, sterilizing the fish. And it's like you sit here and you say it, and yeah, you're sitting here listening to this, and oh, I'm crazy because I went and looked it up. I'm crazy. I have something wrong with me because I care. I understand because I'm not running around here like a mindless drone because I sit here and I know history and I go back and I look it up and I see the people who's put this plan into motion 200 years ago and now we're just sitting here watching it play out. It's crazy, but what does plasticizers do? Well, in women, 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 it has a 50% decrease in the ability to get pregnant if consumed. And I just told you, what in the world do you eat out of 90% of the time? Plastic. A 50% decrease in the ability to get pregnant. Men, lower sperm count. Wow, lower sperm count. See, they say it's a 50% decrease in the ability for women to get pregnant, but they just say it lowers men's sperm count. I promise you, if it was lower than 50, they would tell you. So what does that tell you? It ain't. Um, what are some of the other, uh, what are the, some of the other side effects? Delayed reaction time, impaired color discrimination, colorblindness. You know how many men are colorblind? A lot of men are colorblind. It's actually really common in men, but see that, see that goes right back up there to see if it was, if it was lower than 50% ability to produce, uh, to reproduce as a male, they would let you know, but see, they didn't. Um, decreased hearing and decreased grip strength back to the neurological disorder. And what is the neurological disorder? That plays right back into you putting your already deficient as hell food and then you go and you cook it in your non-stick pot with your plastic lining and you go and, and you go and put it in your plastic Tupperware and everything like that, sterilizing it even more. And they're literally sitting here telling you it's sterilizing you. And then here goes another fun fact. The average person consumes a credit card of plastic a day. A day. I mean, not a day. I'm sorry. Don't quote me on that. A week. Uh, The average person consumes a credit card size of plastic a week. Imagine, you know, you just wake up on Monday and you're like, you know what? I'm going to eat my credit card today. Yeah, you'd be crazy as hell, but see, all that microplastic, all your food being wrapped in it when you go to the gro- when you get it from the grocery store, then you put it in a microwave in, in plastic or whatever, and you cook it with your little non-stick liners, and then your can has a plastic liner on the inside of it, everything. I'm not even sitting here saying that, like, I don't partake in this. I'm just saying, I mean, it happens. And you have to become aware of it. I tried to get as much plastic out of my life as I possibly could. I don't eat out of plastic bowls. Sorry. Well, if if I if I can help it, I don't eat out of plastic bowls. Glass. Can't do it. I don't drink bottled water. Why in the world would I eat some water that already has um that already has fluoride and chlorine in it and then put it in a plastic bottle that's um uh, leaking toxic chemicals into it why would i do that and then you said well first off just go and look in the bottle of water it is the biggest scam ever but i'm I'm not gonna get off off uh, track with it what is another one bromine bromine competes for the same iodine receptor uh, for the iodine receptors in the body but it has a complete opposite effect of iodine 
what is it? It's um, where is it commonly found? In commonly found in Gatorade, Mountain Dew, and other citrus flavored drinks. It's also used in fire retardant materials and carpet. How in the world? What you're literally consuming something that is used to put out fires, and also used to make carpets. What in the hell is it doing in your drink? And then, I'm not even sure this is the same thing, but, like, you can go online and you can see people, they sit here and they take, uh, um, dang, what is it? They sit here and take, like, coffee creamer and literally light it on fire. Like, literally just pour it, pour it out and just light it on fire. It just sits there and burn. What in the world is that? And you just add it to your drink. But this stuff is like fire retardant. Like what what in the world it like why is that in a drink? But it competes for the same iron dying receptors in the body. But what does it do? Lower fertility, lower IQ, neurological disorders, diabetes, heart problems, all of these things. It it's it, it literally go and look it up and it's just in your drink. Just sitting there, just chilling. But see, you go and you look on TV and, oh, well, it says sponsored by uh, Gatorade or Mountain Dew or, um, I don't know, Sierra Mist and all this other citrus-flavored shit, high C and all that. Like, what in the world? They're literally telling you. But guess what? What do you do? Again, going back to it. Oh, yeah, let me go look it up on CNN, Fox, and MSNBC. They say it's all right. Nope. And then they sit here and go to break, and they close out with the damn break brought to you by Gatorade, brought to you by Mountain Dew, brought to you by Coca Pepsi, like what? Brought to you by Pfizer. Pfizer's literally bare. I'm so confused. Like it just doesn't. Oh yeah, I I don't have invested interest from the largest corporations in the world that have literally been literally was sterilizing and killing people in the Holocaust. But now all of a sudden they're here to save me. I understand. If you don't know history, you're doomed to repeat it. But guess what? He don't want you to know history. What does Bertrand Russell tell you? It is going to be psychologically impossible. They are poisoning you with the food, the water, the air, all of it. All right, so now I'm going to talk about herbicide and pesticides. Basically, herbicides and pesticides are used to kill certain types of plants. Um, the first one I'm going to talk about is glyphosate. What is glyphosate? Glyphosate is a herbicide. It is applied to the leaves of some plants to kill broadleaf plants and grasses. The sodium salt from glyphosate is used to regulate plant growth and ripen specific crops. Specific crops. Cool. But how does it work? Glyphosate is a non-selective herbicide, meaning it will kill most plants. It prevents the plants from making certain proteins that are needed for plant growth. Glyphosate stops the specific enzyme pathway, a shikimic acid pathway. The shikimic acid pathway is necessary for plants and some microorganisms. So what were we just talking about with the GMO? GMO. It is a system they can take certain genes and amplify them or basically turn them off what does it say it kills most plants all they do is is they take the gmo they engineer it and they turn it into something that is basically damn near indestructible with the glyphosate and all this stuff and sell it to you coat it in your food glyphosate 
uh, is using over 750 products in the United States. 750. And it is known to sterilize people. It's just, it's crazy. See, at first, at first, everybody was like, oh, no, they spraying Roundup on all the plants and animals and stuff. It's sterilizing the environment and stuff. No, but see, now what they started to do is just use the GMO. I ain't got to spray the shit no more. Now I just sit here and just make it so it just sterilizes you over time because there's no nutrients in it to basically do anything else but literally just wake up in the morning. Um, but what does glyphosate do? Um, lowers your testosterone by 35%. Remember, going back to you. Going back to it, what did I tell you? If they, if it was less than 50%, they would tell you. I couldn't find nothing on chlorine about, um, about it, about male, uh, testosterone lowering. Um, what is it, uh... It lowers your estrogen, makes you less fertile as a woman. Of course it does. Make you more hermaphroditic. Wow, hermaphroditic. What is a nice, what, what is hermaphroditic? It's basically the uh, scientific word for uh, like homosexual or gay. Mm. Or um, lowers your IQ and also smaller penis sizes for men. Just think about it. But see, but see, this ties back into exactly what uh, Sir Francis Galton and Bertrand Russell were saying. Let me just go back to it just for the one time. What did he say? Gradually, by selective uh, breeding, the uh, congenital differences between rulers and rulers increase until they will become almost a different species. The revolt of the plebs will become, un- become unthinkable as a organized insurrection against the sheep-eating mutton. Hmm. Wow, see, see, they're sterilizing us, but we're arguing with each other. We're not, we're not reproducing, male and woman. We're all being played off against each other with the GMO, the algorithms, and everything else. But see, what are they doing? They're hiding behind movements. Oh, yeah, well, I'm telling you, I just list off four things uh, that basically cuts your testi- testicles off as a man or sterilizes your other woman and makes you more hermaphroditic. Nice word of saying gay, but see, what do they do? They're like, oh, well, since we're sterilizing you with the environment, it's fine. We can just throw a flag up, guys, like like it's cool. No, they want you to submit to it. And it's not even that I'm against gay people. I'm just saying there's, there's a group of people, the World Economic Forum and basically all the royalty the british royal uh this british royal commission that they've used and i mean that are using to hide behind movements they're like oh well if you're oppressed let me take all your rights well if you're black and american you feel like you're oppressed well the only answer is to take everyone's rights and well if you're sitting here and women becoming infertile well i mean you might as well be gay they're literally hiding behind the movement it is it has nothing to do with black it has nothing to do with white gay or straight they're just using it to play everyone off against each other because like i said a few podcasts ago what did i say they don't care who you are they're coming 
for everybody. You are a pleb. It is not racism. It's classism. You are not in the same class as them. Like, going back to it, this is the only, like, point in time that we know of in history where, where at least the average person has any basic ass rights like at all like you got the freedom of speech right to uh, right to bear property uh i mean right to bear arms right to uh private property all of these things uh you didn't have that back then and they know eventually somebody is going to come and challenge their supremacy and they don't look at it as just ending you. They look at it they look at it as ending everyone that comes after you. Like you cut somebody's bloodline off, like what if they had kids? Then what if their kids had kids? And what if their kids' kids had kids? And then it's a continuous line and they just shut the shit off because they know eventually, I mean, somebody's got to come and take over. Napoleon still ain't running around here. Hitler still ain't running around here. Uh, Monza Boosters that I don't even want to sit here and put him in the same category. You get what I'm saying? People know their reign eventually comes to an end. So what are they trying to do? They're trying to sit here, categorize, chronicalize, track every aspect of society, sterilize you, play you off against each other with algorithms, poison your food. I mean, poison your food and water. They're trying to use everything, social manipulation, everything they possibly can to get you to not realize that, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I think I know who coming for everybody. It's not the dude that's standing next to you in Walmart. He's getting sterilized with the food too. He's not growing his own food. Walmart's growing his own food, aka Bill Gates growing his own food. I mean, growing the food for everybody. Like, people just need to understand it has nothing to do with the person standing beside you. But, like, the other day, I had, like, this, like, I guess, epiphany. This is why they play everyone off against each other. Walmart would be, like, literally halfway put out of business tomorrow if uh, two people started growing. I mean, if if one person started growing two vegetables, next person beside him started growing two things, next person beside him started growing two things, and then everybody traded with each other. You literally cut Bill Gates clean the hell out. But see, that's why they play everyone off against each other. You don't even... Like, people don't trust each other anymore. There is no trade. There is no brotherhood. Everybody hates each other now. Men are played off against women, and... I mean, just men in general are hated. They're despised. But, I mean, what is that? They want no leadership. They want you to be sterilized and alone. They do not want any, any discussion about the people in charge at all. And you can't have a discussion about the people in charge if you think that the people beside you standing in Walmart is literally standing there buying poison right next to you. You sitting here looking at him like, look at this motherfucker. I can't stand his ass. Look at him. No, it ain't got nothing to do with him. He buying the same poison as you. And then we all standing around looking stupid when everybody, oh, cancer. Neurological disorders. You know how rare cancer used to be? They used to have doctors running around here. Oh, wow. You say she has cancer? Let's come and look at her. What's wrong with her? 
It used to be rare. No one had cancer. Just go and look. Nobody was obese before the 1950s. Nobody had cancer behind the 19 before the 1950s. All of this stuff was rare. And then when you go and look at the food, it ain't even the same food. It's been changed so much that you can literally put it under a microscope and somebody can sue your ass because they can say it's their food. It just doesn't make any sense. But meanwhile, we're pl- we're sitting here arguing with each other about oh. He's black, I'm white, or they're gay and I'm straight. Who gives a shit? I'm literally, me, my family, everybody around me is literally losing their birthright, which is the right to self-governance. Because the rulers at B are playing everyone against each other, playing everyone off against each other with the algorithms of social manipulation and um, and they're sterilizing you with the food and water. It's a, go look this up. By 2045, the average male isn't even going to be able to have kids. There will be no, no. Let me read it. Let me read it back to you one more time. Just so diet injections and injunctions will combine for from a very early age to produce the sort of character and the sort of beliefs that the authorities consider desirable. And any serious criticism of the powers of be will become psychologically impossible. Even if all even if all are miserable, all will believe themselves happy. And the next herbicide slash pesticide that I want to talk about is atrazine. Atrazine is like one of the most toxic um, chemicals as far as literally cutting your testicles off as a male. It, it literally is on the NIH website. Anthony Fauci's website. Literally his website that it chemically castrates males and they just spray the shit all over the damn food. But let me just go ahead and just read you just a simple paragraph from the NIH website. Atrazine is a potent endocrine disruptor that chemically castrates and feminizes male amphibians. It depletes androgens in adult frogs. That is testosterone. Go look up what that is. Androgens in adult frogs and reduces androgen-dependent growth of the larynx in developing male larvae. This is a frog study. They did this study on frogs. It also disrupts normal gonadal development and feminizes the gonads of developing males. Go look up what gonads is. It's literally testicles. It's on the NIH website, Anthony Fauci. This isn't a study that was conducted by him, but it is on... A website that he owns, or not owns, but runs, that it literally cuts your testicles off, and you can go and buy it in Lowe's, and they spray it all over the food, and it's literally on the NIH website. It is so toxic that they measure it in toxicity in parts per billion, not parts per million, like we were talking about all the other things. But no, parts per billion. And let me just read you just another section of it. 
These experimental findings suggest that atrazine introduced gonadal malformations resulting in the depletion of androgens and production of, of estrogens. Perhaps subsequent to the induction of aromatase by atrazine and mechanical a mechanism established in fish and amphibians, reptiles, mammalians, and it has in quotations on the website, literally on the website, rodents and humans. So yeah, it's just fun. It's cool to just be sterilized, and then they put it on the website saying, "Oh yeah, well it is sterilizing you, but you're gonna keep people from using it. You're gonna make them stop." Nope. You know, just bend over, grab your ankles, just let it happen. I understand. Even if all are miserable, all will believe themselves happy. Because the environment, I mean, because the government will tell them they are so. Wow. I, I mean, I literally just read this. This is a quote from the 1800s. And we're sitting here arguing with each other. This dude is literally being financed by the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, and the British royal family. And then when you go to World War II and you go and look at the uh, Nuremberg trials, it literally said, hey, well, I got all my information for him from Cold Springs Harbors, basically eugenics movement, and New York City. It's a It's the test. It's a plan. I'm trying to tell you. But meanwhile, I'm not allowed to have a future. Because you people won't go and look at won't go and look at history. It's just mind blowing. It's mind blowing. It's hilarious. I understand. I'm not allowed to have nice things. Oh, like 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 they got us running around here believing that we're slaves. I won't no slave. I ain't come from that. I'm sorry. It just my the, the people people the people that I know. There's no way that they are who they are by submitting to everything, every problem that comes their way. It just, it just doesn't happen. But I understand. I mean, it's it's scary. I get it. But I'm not even going to digress further into this because I can sit here and complain all day about this. But um, I'm just going to give you. Um, two things that I, that I think would be the solution to the problem. One, iodine. Iodine is a halogen that basically cancels out all the other bad halogens in the environment. I suggest you take it. It raises your fertility rate. Um, don't quote me on this, but, um, it raises your, um, IQ points, 15 points. If you have a child that is sufficient in iodine in the, uh, in the womb, um, um, it also uh, increases your uh, testosterone. They used to put it in salt, but no, not anymore. Uh, it makes you less hermaphroditic. Go type that in. I mean, I'm not even trying to make anybody mad with this. I'm not even against gay people. Who gives a shit? There's a 250-year-old plan about people wanting to kill everybody. You think I care that you gay? Okay, I understand. Makes sense. I'm not allowed to have nice things. I get it. But anyway, um, iodine cancels literally all the neurological order. Well, it doesn't cancel it out, but it 
gets the toxins out of your body that leads to things like neurological disorders, uh, sterilization, um, hormone imbalance, because that's all that it is, being gay is just a hormone imbalance. Like, calm down. Um, higher IQ. They used to put it in salt. Uh, I, IQ points went up 15 points or something like that. That's where I got, that's where I got the study from. But you know, you can't have nice things. They replace fluoride. I mean, they replace iodine in the water with fluoride, which is lower fertility, lower, lower IQ. They put chlorine in the water again, lower fertility, lower IQ, neurological problems. But what does iodine do? It literally cancels all of it out. I mean, you wonder why go, go look in your cabinet right now. Go look at the salt. What does it say on the salt? Does not supply iodine a necessary nutrient. That is not natural salt. That is unnatural salt. There is no potassium iodine. There is no sodium iodine. There is no nascent iodine in it. It is iodine deficient. They literally take it out. You wonder why Himalayan salt so is uh so expensive. You wonder why it has that uh that color to it. It's iodine. But they don't tell you that. Literally, please just go look at the benefits of iodine. It's crazy i recommend everybody take it i take it every day i add it, i take the liquid i add it into my water to me it makes water taste better it i'm telling you all water is ale disgusting once you start adding uh iodine into it, it it takes the tang or the bite out of it i'm trying to tell you guys but they took it they started taking it out the food they started taking it out the water they took it out the salt they took it out of everything because they don't want anything to help you but i really do recommend you guys start taking it in liquid form it's even on the un website that over i think it's like three billion people are deficient in iodine just go and look it up how con just go and type that in how common is iodine deficiency they sit here and tell you oh you got cancer oh you got neurological disorders oh you got um oh you're obese obesity is a side effect of lack of iodine like I'm trying to explain to you guys, like, it's life-changing. And you also need to start taking your multivitamin. I just told you about all the food that's deficient. Like, come on now. We got to tighten up. There's a bunch of damn crazy eugenicists out to people. Like, what sense does this make? I don't get it. Like, I understand. I'm supposed to submit because you won't look it up. I get it. Makes sense. And I'm not talking to everybody because... What do I say all the time? Literally half the battle is knowing. Oh, shit, two years ago, I ain't know this. Three years ago, I, I ain't know this. I was just as lost as everyone else. But what did I do? I, I literally sat here and used the, the last three years of my life. I've literally dedicated. L dedicated to getting, becoming more worldly, becoming understanding of other people, other cultures. Things that have happened before me. And let me tell you something. It's hard. I understand. But I've learned that iodine is like... I learned that iodine and taking a multivitamin is literally a solution to a lot of these problems. They wouldn't be taking it out the food if um, if they didn't think that it uh, didn't think it benefited you. I mean, if they didn't think it didn't benefit you. No, they're taking it out because it's there for a reason. All of these trace elements, they're in you for a reason. Go and look up every deficiency. Copper copper deficiency, iron deficiency, magnesium deficiency. Um, 
and all all the other trace elements is being taken out of, of food and water. You literally have um you literally have gold in you. I mean, I can't tell you right offhand what it's for, but I mean, it's there for a reason. But um another solution to the problem that I found that is hilarious because you already know who is in the way of making it a great well, let me not use that term because everybody gets in their feelings when you say make something great. But anyway, um, go look up uh, aero farms or aeroponics farming uh, or vertical farming. It has many different names. Um, it is when instead of building out uh, as a traditional farm, you build up. Instead of building uh, 10 acres out, you do, uh, you get a one acre plot and you build straight up until you can cover the same amount of, uh, area up as you do out. And one of the largest, uh, companies that do this, they're called Aero Farms. And let me tell you something, go to Aero Farms website, scroll all the way down and guess who the sponsors are? The World Economic Forum and your favorite person, William Gates. It's hilarious. This would be the solution to all the problems. And they sit here and like, oh, why don't you throw a couple of solar panels on the top of a warehouse in the middle of Africa, put, um, put like a couple hundred, um, uh, like 50 foot shelves in there, 50 foot high shelves in there and just grow as much food as possible. You know how like they have like, they have, um, plants here like plants, like like warehouses here that are size of three football fields, 50-foot high ceilings. All you have to do is literally do vertical farming, and this, the food solution in these poor countries are solved. You so, you throw solar panels on top of it, and you, um, you get some LED lights on the inside. You grow as much food as you possibly can on the inside. And guess what? It uses, like, on the aeroponics website, it says it uses, like, 90-something. I can't even remember. I think it was, like, 93% less water than traditional farming. Food grows twice as fast because you get 24-hour sunlight and it's in a controlled environment. So you don't have to worry about pests. You don't have to use pesticides. And then you can have a special water solution that adds the nutrients that have been taken out of the food and water. You can add it, I mean, taken out of the food. You can add it into the water. I mean, that's the solution to your food problem right there. Or like I said, you growing two things and your neighbor growing two things. But they sit here and tell you that the world is overpopulated. People are starving, this, that, and the fourth. But then they sit here and suppress technology like vertical farming. Please go look up vertical farming. It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, 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 what does it say in the Bible? My people perish for lack of knowledge. I literally just told you a solution to the whole food problem. Amazon does not have a problem building a warehouse literally anywhere in the world at all. It doesn't matter. But guess what? I mean, everybody's running around here, food shortages, ain't got no food, eggs are like three, four times as expensive and shit. I just gave you a solution to the problem. It just, it, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense at all. But, I mean, that's just one of the solutions that i found. But, I mean, I, I truly, honestly hope you guys go and look this up because at this point, it's getting ridiculous. Like, it's getting ridiculous. 
I can't, I, I, I don't understand how we've gotten to this point, which I do understand because with the algorithms, the social manipulation, and the literal poisoning of the food and water, with, and then the guys that are created the plan 200 and something years ago, literally saying we're going to cognitively poison the food and environment to the point where people physically cannot even comprehend revolting against the powers that be. And I'm not even saying that's what we should do, but just knowing and understanding what's going on will make people want to change. But... I understand. We're going to get there eventually. I have hope. Like, the fuck? I ain't letting these people run my shit, but... Alright, guys. Thanks. Bye. Alright, so... I just wanted to recap the end of this uh, podcast. Um, It is very important, essential, whatever you want to call it, to make you want to take your multivitamin and your iodine on a daily basis. Like, they try so hard to take this stuff out of the out of the food and the water because it is essential it is beneficial you need it you need to take it i take it and it has changed my life in so many ways that i can't even explain to you guys i feel so much better and i'm not even like old i just feel like better i feel i feel better than when i was young like it's crazy but um, there's just a couple of things that I just wanted to reiterate in this podcast. What are all of these things? Sterilizing you, lowering your IQ, or making you more hermaphroditic. All of these things play back into what Sir Francis Galton was talking about. This is the eugenics plan, the eugenics movement. And the only way to fight it is to be alert and knowledgeable, understanding that it is going on around you. And I don't expect for everybody to, like, make a change, like, going buying GMO food, is that in the fourth? I mean, non-GMO food, is that in the fourth? It's like, just knowing and understanding will make a change. And I understand, like, this is scary. I don't want to be running around putting a high chair toe to grab my ankles and just let it happen to me all the time. This isn't something I want to partake in, but it is something... This is going on around us. And I know for a fact, like I said earlier in the podcast, the people that I know, the people that have come before me, the people that I'm related to, they didn't get to where they at in life by just submitting and letting it happen to them just because that's what that's what the box on the wall say. No, they're their own people and they know what it's like to go through adversity and go forward and they're not just going to sit here and just let it happen to them, just taking it, just sitting down. So I feel like the same mindset, the same ideology should be passed on to you guys. Yeah, it's, it's like you might slip, you might fall in some way, but you gain in another. And as long as you're progressing and going forward, It'll always be better and get better, but I don't plan on just letting this happen to me. And I'm not saying that I'm necessarily going to, I guess, do anything like out off the wall about it. But at the same time, knowing and understanding 
goes a long way. And stay away from the atrazine, stay stay away from the glyphosate, the bromine, the bromide, the, all the other shit that they be throwing up in the food and water. We are strong people. We are strong individually, but collectively we're unstoppable, as they were shown back in 1776. And another thing that I would also like to add on just to the end of this podcast i know that this place america isn't the best place well it is the best place but it's the best it's the best house in a bad neighborhood and i understand that yeah there's a whole lot of shit that then went on that make people just be like hey yo but hey look this is the best we got and i mean i don't necessarily want to go live or live like they do in basically any other country around the world. If you name a place is better, I would love to move there. But thanks, guys. Uh, bye.